Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Two Scrippers, One Bowl. Okay, so for, um, yeah, I decided not to use my big mic. I have the handstand mic, which honestly I thought about it and this might not have been the best decision because the whole reason why I got the boom mic is because I be moving. So now I got to make sure to sit still. But honestly, I'm working on stillness because <laughs> y'all... It, it's, it's been a week, it's been a day, it's been all of that. So for context, today is February 28th. This episode is going to release tomorrow, February 29th. I originally had a whole nother episode schedule set, ready to go. But yesterday, life went into turbo mode. And I went into a whole spiral. It was so much to process. Um, and then I started connecting dots. So I, I was like going through a lot of panic and trying to just figure my life out but then it was like this weird balance of like oh my god no this is wrong and I'm like oh but wait this means that or oh this is what that looks like so I'll get more into that um and so literally was just in here losing my shit for a couple of hours and as the day started to wind down and I had more conversations with different people it started to make sense and I was like you know what if time allows I'm actually going to release the episode that I'm currently recording now um, and kind of just give a preface to what's happening for the rest of the month um, and what even happened this month because y'all know y'all get what the fuck I give y'all episodes you get the episodes they're all over the place um so sort of corrections where my uh iPad at because last night in part of my spiral or I guess at this point it wasn't like, well, technically it was, well, it was yesterday morning because it was like ass crack early in the morning. Um, I had watched one of my old minisodes, uh, minisode 14 to be exact, where I was talking about can friends still be friends and maintain a sexual relationship. And I had started watching that episode because when I did the relaunch, the episode with my cousin dildo on a power drill that dildo on a power drill that did numbers like y'all was really fucking with that episode on youtube and i was like that's crazy so this every once in a while i try not to get too big into numbers because i'm very big on natural engagement and i be trying to like get tech savvy and do all the things but i am a one woman show for the most part like behind the scenes in general, I have a, a great, I have a phenomenal support system. So if I consider you my friend, thank you. Like my friends are amazing. But in terms of like working, baby, I be working and I be doing it all. So it's like, I try to, that's why I ain't got no space on my phone. Cause I got so many screenshots of, oh, how to do this or, oh, do that. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot. I like that. Let me use that to try to format this and going off on a tangent. But the point is, is that like, I have a lot of ideas, but Rome wasn't built in a day. So slowly just going through things. And I don't really be listening to, well, not that I don't be listening to old episodes. When I first started, I used to listen to them all the time. Then got too busy. And now, um, especially with the break, I kind of disconnected from the first season. 
um, which was weird because it wasn't my break wasn't supposed to be that long. But I think I already said that in last week's last week's episode. Um, so not too much on that. But why did I say that? Yeah. So I don't be paying too much attention to numbers. Natural engagement. That's how I got here. So um, with I keep the podcast on Instagram and I don't have a Twitter for it. Um, I have 50 million 11 Instagram pages, which all were started separately. Um, and I brought this up because, um, when I saw that the episode with my cousin had such high numbers, I started going through all the episodes like just scrolling through the old episodes to see which ones had the higher numbers and I came across and I was like oh you know most of my episodes that feature other people are like in my top 10 um but on and especially in audio um but on YouTube that was one of the ones that had I think I think it was that one that had one of the highest views with just me. Um, So I was like, oh, let me just like watch it. And then I remember that episode that I was talking about sex. And I mean, when am I not talking about sex? Um, But I was talking about one of my fantasies. (laughs) Um, Which alignment and perfect timing, because one of the things, well, all of the things that I wanted to talk about are rooted in sex work and women empowerment and all of the things. So, um, yeah, lost my train of thought, don't know what I already said, gonna keep rolling with the punches, um, oh, sound effects, that's where I, y'all, we always make it back, we always make it back, we always, we always make it back, that's not what I wanted, I wanted sound effects, go to music, sometimes you just gotta talk to yourself, you know, and I am not shy of talking to myself at all ever i'd be in here honestly if i ever got arrested and got put in like solitary confinement i'd be straight because i talk to myself a lot of time granted yes i have other things to stimulate my interests so i know it's not the exact same thing and i know there's somebody out there like bitch you don't know nothing about being in solitude i know i understand i don't but i feel like and i could always be wrong i just feel like i do so well at entertaining myself that I'm going to make some shit shake and I'm going to be in there having the time of my life. Like, you know, um, so back to my sound effects. Do, 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 do. That's how I got here, too. I was watching that and I I was like remembering the the outline of the show that I had, with like announcements and corrections and question of the day. And I just started thinking about how can I reincorporate that because I also haven't been as active on the Instagram in terms of the story and trying to engage people. But I be having so much going on. I just be forgetting, y'all. I be trying to get these schedules. So at least I have made the editing in some way easier on my part. Now I'm trying to figure out what is the best approach to social engagement. Anyway, corrections. So um, a couple of things. First, technically... Technically, this this episode is not a correction, um, but the episode, let me just kind of give you the order of events. The episode that is going to, is that a fly? I don't know what that is, but ooh, I need you to relax, baby, because you're messing up my focus. Um, there's three episodes that are being released after this one um, that I've already recorded, obviously. So... 
the one that was originally supposed to release today, um, it was recorded after the one coming before, coming after that. And then the one after that was recorded after the one that would have been released tomorrow. And so the episode, it's just, it's interesting when I like, the so the very first episode in February would have been, or I guess that, that would have been actually what would have released today. But it was audio only because I was with my friend from episode five, Diamond. And she cannot be out about what she does, pole dancing. And honestly, the crazy part is she hasn't really been active pole dancing. And she kind of mentioned that in the episode that we did, episode five, Dark Solitude, go back and check that out. She mentioned that she doesn't pole as much as she used to, but still she can't really be out about that connection. I talk a little bit about that in the episode that would have actually released today. Um which is now coming out on the 7th. So next week, you'll get the preface to the original episode. But in that episode um, with Diamond, I was talking about, it was my first day going back to this new semester of class. And I was really excited about all this stuff that we were going to do. And I, y'all, that was me on in January. And now we're at the end of February. And I, it's literally been a fucking month. Like, and what's crazy is the palm colored folks be acting so out of pocket during Black History Month. And all this shit, like this Black History Month ain't been Black History Month and like I needed to Black History Month. And it's been crazy. I'm sorry, Mike. Um, but I talk about that in a couple other episodes. So, yeah. Um, then what else? It's just been interesting to have that episode recorded with Diamond in January and some of the things I've been saying and seeing in a month's time, how things have drastically changed, which has been something that I we've been talking about in class. So I'm not going to talk super, I'm going to try not to go on a tangent too much about that because I want y'all to come back and listen and see what the fuck I'm even talking about. Um... And then I honestly, the episode that I recorded right before this, which will be coming out, where's my calendar right in front of me? So next week's episode is titled Niggas is Depressing because y'all is and honestly, y'all might always be, but I'm a bad girl. I'm a hot girl and fuck these niggas. Anyway, so next week episode the seventh, Niggas is Depressing. 14th is the episode with Diamond. I haven't picked the title for that one yet, but... I have one in my, I got to listen to it one more time because I got to add the ads into it. And then the 21st, honestly, I know at one point I was eating a jelly sandwich and I was talking about family dollar and I was talking about class and I was talking about how Black History Month been acting out of pocket. I have not listened to it and y'all know I always be struggling with these fucking mics and the mic, I ain't turned the mic on and I didn't realize until literally like probably the last 15 minutes of me talking so you know regular business as usual um and then yesterday everything went crazy and now we're here so those are I actually kind of had some corrections though like pre-corrections I already corrected them but since we're here I was like let me just go ahead and correct so in next week's episode, I talk about HIV and AIDS. 
um, and how to contract it. I've talked about this before. I'll never stop talking about it. Please get tested. Stay on top of your sexual health. It is so, 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 so important. And being in school and meeting the people that I meet, and I've mentioned this too, like all of this shit is connected. So make sure you're staying on top of your mental health as best as you can. Look for community resources, free resources, or try to find practices that help you ground yourself and be able to just reassess what's going on. Um, If you are more of a spiritual person, whatever that spirituality looks like, dive deeper into your spirituality. Like find something that's going to bring you some kind of peace in this crazy, insane ass world where we're all going through crazy, insane shit. And every day I just keep learning that we have to normalize the crazy shit. We have to talk about the crazy shit because we all think we're just in our own bubble but I talk about that too. So anyway, um, and that's what's funny too. In next week's episode, um, I went on, I've been noticing a lot since I've come, well, not really since I've come back, but with that episode, I had to re-record like four times because I just kept getting into my head. And I've had um, moments in the episode where I've talked about being self-conscious and, um, and, and feeling like I have to be smart or whatever, but I talk about this and I, but I mentioned how I always repeat myself. And I also say in that, that who knows, maybe I'm repeating myself because somebody else needs to hear it until it gets through. I am the person that needs to hear it because whenever I randomly decide, oh, let me watch, like whenever I randomly decide to watch or listen to one of the past episodes, it ends up being something that has come back to the surface and I'm like god damn it I didn't let my listen the first time or I have a new perspective um and in the conversations that I've been having with other people I'm seeing the same kind of concepts or ideas mentioned um and I started that because I was talking about HIV (laughs) Um, I was talking about HIV and AIDS and I made the correction in the following video or I planned on making a correction in the following video to like, I think I actually said it. I did say it. But the point is you can contract HIV and AIDS through bodily transmission, like bodily fluid transmission. And I said, um, I think I had only mentioned like um, blood um, through sex um, and then mother to child through birth, um, but also breastfeeding, um, which I may have mentioned before. That's part of the reason why I was never breastfed as a child because it ran that risk of me contracting HIV. But I'm gonna stop talking about all of that in transition and y'all need to come back next week and see what the fuck I'm talking about because next week's episode, I'm gonna give y'all a warning. It's two. It's almost two hours long, but listen, it's fruitful information, okay? I pinky promise. It's great. It's great. It's great. So go ahead and check that out. Um, as always, I have some artwork that is meant that is p- embedded in the video. So, you know, I always push for YouTube. Come to YouTube. Watch the videos. But sometimes the audio is different. And I still want those numbers to go up. So, like I say, go and run. Go just... Just press play for like 30 seconds. Like I usually feel like the first two to three minutes is what's different or sometimes at the end. So check in and see see what we're working with. Um, so then that transitions me into announcements. 
there we go um so because i'm doing this impromptu episode i don't know am i gonna yeah yeah i think i'm trying to limit editing because i still gotta do homework and I might just up it. Mm. But I really worked hard on them ads. And them ads is cute. So I'm going to insert the ads right here. Hey, y'all. All 2024, guess what we're doing? Masturbating. You know we love masturbating over here at 2S1P. Right now in my hand, I have my handy dandy motherfucking thrust. And you can have yours too. Head on over to Balesa and use code BB2S1P get her done so you can masturbate along with me this month on behind the scenes pole play available in all patreon tiers say patreon y'all go over to motherfucking patreon all right um there's three tiers house fee main stage and um shit champagne room and um right now main stage which you have access to some of the original episodes you have access to behind the scenes pole play and you have access to toy talk those are all and there's like some bonus audio those are all in main stage um, so go check it out. Free seven day trial. Um, and that is how I got here. And also part of my announcements is I am I never took like all the car fiasco. I never took down my GoFundMe um, because, again, natural engagement. I want people if they feel moved to help us out that, you know, and I still like I was originally trying to raise thirty thousand dollars because my car I need a new car. Um, and I've always, I talk about it and we'll be right back. So go, go there and check that out. But um, did I feel like 30,000 was out of reach? Absolutely. Um, but you don't know what you'll get till you ask. And in that I was able to receive um, with my car. I used it to pay for car insurance. I used it to pay for some of the repairs. And now we're still here. The same problem that I had before um, with, my car is just old and I need a car to be able to get to school and to be able to work and do my internship. And in all of yesterday's fiasco, fucking, I, let me just, let me get into it. Okay, y'all. 
So if you feel moved, go check out GoFundMe. Go to, I'm not using Wish Tinder right now because, um, you know, there's a strike against sex workers and all that we do. So um, Stripe no longer works with Wish Tinder and they're in the process of beta testing, trying to find new payment processors um, that will allow us to receive tributes and gifts and um right now because my wish tender isn't really that active um i do not qualify for beta testing um so the only way i can receive like tributes um because the only payment account i have is through cash app um dollar sign tentress mango um and then uh what else through one of like my clip sites so anywho um where's my paper I had it because yesterday was so much I had I have as always since day one y'all know I be noting so all of the notes all of the things are just here and everywhere um so I literally had to write down how I wanted to even talk about all this um yeah so if you feel moved after my fiasco of a share I will um the GoFundMe is in the bio description. Um, sorry, y'all. I'm trying. Ah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we are almost back. I'm trying to go to Twitter so that I can give y'all the initial. Oh, I never tweeted that. Save draft. Okay. So I can try to give y'all the play-by-play of what happened. I did a thread. Let me like this for her. How do I get to my profile? I'm not, I be thinking I'm technology tech technologically savvy. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so I'm gonna read this thread, and I guess I could turn around. So, cause I made it a gift thread, y'all. I was really going in, and it took me like an hour or two to to do all of this. But anyway, so yesterday was Titty Tuesday, and I tweeted and said Tuesdays are for titties, and it's been a hell of a day. Send money for celebration. Send money for lurking and gooning. Send money because I said so. And then I put the tag Fendom. And then I had a nice little titty pick. So. <laughs> so let me tell y'all about my day thus far. It all started around 8.30 p.m. last night, which would have been Monday. Um, I was fighting against my sleep on this very here couch, trying to get some work done. Responsible hot girl shit. I finally gave in and I said, I'll just get in bed and take a little nappy nap for an hour. Y'all, I set an alarm and that's where I fucked up. It really seemed like a good idea at the time. So, um, just for, this is the tweet I made for quick quick clarification. I was fighting for my life from 8.30 to 9. I was in here trying to do the work. I'm doing, uh, I'm watching Bob's Burgers and I just kept nodding off. And it's been like that for weeks. I don't know why I can't, but I'm just tired because I be working. I be working. I make moves in silence. Hoes might never like me and I'm fine with it nasty. I'm a real nigga fantasy. I drop dead for a broke nigga handle me do say this bitch bitch energy. Y'all little hoes still drinking that Hennessy. You know, bitch got receipts, but I ain't never trying to buy shit. Um, I do say Henny and Crown are my royal, like my holy trinity. First of all, so like, you know, I listen. Megan Thee Stallion or anybody who knows Megan Thee Stallion, I just want you to know I love you, real hot girl shit. Um, but I have 
a little bit of a problem with you coming for bitches that like Hennessy because it's me I'm bitches and I like Hennessy okay um crown above all like if I had to if I had to rank them it would be crown Doucet Henny okay um but my other line that it really you know I had to I was like I fuck with you but you lost a half a point, not a whole point. You can never lose a whole point with me. Um, and I'm blanking on what song it was. But when you said this pussy tastes like Aquafina, Aquafina is not real water. That's not okay. And I, if I knew you and I, I heard you say that bar, I know you got to like rhyme and shit, but that's unacceptable. Aquafina should not be, is it FDA approved? I really hope not. But honestly, like, do they be approving the shit they supposed? Do they be approving the shit that they say they they approve? I don't know. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Um, shout out to Meg. So yeah, I was fighting for my life on this couch, been like that for the past couple weeks. I set at nine, I set my alarm to 10 p.m. Cause I just, y'all, I just knew I knew I was gonna wake up. I did wake up, I hit snooze, and then I woke up at midnight. And when I woke up at midnight, y'all, I was feeling invincible. I just ooh, I was ready. I I had plans and so at the time that I between then so I woke up at midnight I did not go back to sleep yesterday until I want to say maybe like 11 12 I don't really know so anyway um my adrenaline rush from my power slumber really set the tone for my day I got out of bed cleaned my living room, and then did some homework and spiritual work. I'm in graduate school for art therapy, and coincidentally, in class, we're talking about the concept of process, cognitively and creatively. And we were making response art to a film involving spirituality. And as I mentioned, I'm exploring my spirituality and decided that I was going to work on manifesting today. So after setting up my altars and making offerings, I ran a nice hot bath, lit my candles, poured myself a glass of wine, and then I posted a spicy photo. Um, so, yeah, uh, I talk, I don't remember, I know I talk about it in the episode that will be coming out that doesn't have a title that I fucked up on the mic. I know that I talk a little bit more about this um, and that's what I talk about in a lot of the coming episodes. This, the the biggest thing, with the difference between last semester and this semester for me has just really been the connection that I have um, with the coursework. Last year, I felt a, like I understood it a little bit, but it was a lot to comprehend. I was still new within my internship. I hadn't really been seeing as much. I wasn't involved as much. I was still trying to understand what the, the, the therapeutic relationship and all that it entails even mean, means on top of that having all the issues with my car and being the only person in my cohort who is Mike stop doing that shit um being the only person in my cohort who is so far from campus and can't really be involved and like if something goes wrong with my car literally in all aspects of my life right now I'm just fucked up in a lot of ways so it was so much going on last semester um, that it was hard for me to really get into the coursework on top of it was just so much jargon and so much stuff being thrown at me that I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Um, and now with the courses I'm taking, seeing 
how all of these things are showing up in my life and how I'm connecting with them. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of shadow work, inner child work, like just practicing self-awareness and self-care and also trying to like extend myself grace and also be there and show up for other people. Like it's, it's so much overwhelmed with so many things, but I am great. Is somebody getting their car stolen? I am grateful that I do have a head on my shoulders or that I, in a lot of ways, I am blessed um, more than other people who may be in similar situations or predicaments as me. Um, so I've been really getting into, uh, towards the end of last semester, I started diving deeper into spirituality. And so it's also funny too, when I go back to some episodes and I think about how much things have changed in a couple of months or even we're, we've almost been live, even though we took a couple months break, we've almost been live for a year now coming up in April. Um, so to see conversations that I might have had, I know one, the self-care episode, we were talking, I, he's religious, we were talking about that. And I always invite other people to talk about their religion because for a long time, I and I still do, I'm kind of in this weird space of figuring out what my identification or label is for spirituality um, because I've always felt some connection to spirituality and I would say agnostic. And that's like more or less saying that like, you believe that there is a higher power or higher powers it but some things like you're not in denial that there is but you're not saying that there's not um because there's just like there's enough evidence to be like there has to be some greater force but there's also enough evidence to say shit is science like it's just the balance so you're not neither deny nor confirm um and back in November I attended a manifestation class and they started talking about altars and I've talked about this in some of the episodes that already released um so I started with my ancestral altar and then I did a domination altar and then um what was it I ooh something I don't know I've been diving into African spirituality more specifically hoodoo um and hoodoo which and it's funny, I told my mom this, and in one of the books that I was reading, um, it's actually, it's on my Kindle. The book is uh, African, ooh, African Spirituality, Unlocking the Power of Orishas, Yoruba, Santeria, Voodoo, and Hoodoo um, by Sylvia Hill. And um, I had already been doing a little bit more, I think, because I started with Oshun in my domination altar, and then... Um, I had went to go replace the candle and I came across um, a St. Expedite candle and I was like, oh, I've heard a little bit about him. Let me buy the can. Well, no, I didn't buy the candle right there because I was like, well, before I try to start working with him, let me learn about just his background, his offerings, how to set up his altar, all of that stuff. Um, and then... I had picked, I had happened, they didn't pick up, they didn't have Oshun, but I picked up a different um, Shango. I picked up his candle because it has some stuff on there, money, fortune, and other things. And I was like, oh, I need this in my life. Let me grab it. So I had picked that up. And then I realized for the same reason I didn't pick up St. Well, I didn't pick up St. Expedite because I knew a little bit about him. And I was like, I don't have the things to set 
him up right now. So I'll just wait. Um, and, but in that same breath, I ended up doing that with the, the Shango candle, like just grabbing it like, Oh, I'm gonna figure it out. And, um, so that is what started my initial deeper dive into all of this. Cause I had got it and I was like, okay, let me actually learn about these people that I'm trying to work with. Cause I've always believed that there were higher powers. And I actually, in undergrad, I had to take a religious studies class and, um, Buddhism and Hinduism have always been something that I felt resonated with me, a lot of their beliefs. Um, but theoretically you can't really convert to that. Like with, reincarnation and of course sings corrections to two scrippers one pole at gmail.com um with all of that um damn what was i talking about fuck i just be losing my sentences pause for a second breathe oh um so with the idea of reincarnation like you have to be born into it you're not like you can't just go to like you can get baptized for christianity you can't just go to like a temple and be like yeah I'm, i want to be with buddha today um but like you can but you can't you know what i'm saying fuck this mic i really should have picked the other mic so sorry okay there we go so Getting that candle, being like, wait, let me take a step back. Let me actually do the research. I found a website online and then I went down a spirituality rabbit hole and then it led me to this book. Um, and some of the things in this book compared to what I've been finding online, they differ a little bit. So as always, as I've been saying, learn from multiple people, learn from multiple sources, make sure you check those sources as well. Not to discredit this or anything else, but I'm just saying like you get so much information and so, so many different things. And part of, part of hoodoo, what I found out is that hoodoo in the same idea that you can't convert to, um, Hinduism or Buddhism, hoodoo was a practice that was created for black people, um, as a way for as a way to heal from the trauma of enslavement and hoodoo can be you praying to a specific deity it could be you not praying like praying to several ones um or choosing not to you know building your spirit my understanding of what i'm getting from the literature and things i'm coming across is like hoodoo is building your own spiritual practice what suits you so i've been getting into a lot of different things um I'm still exploring it, but it's showing up in school in one of the projects that I'm not ready to share the piece. Um, and I eventually will because as I continue the story, how everything's been unfolding, um, I got an idea to better render the piece how I would like it. Um, so I'll talk more about that when that starts. So, yeah been getting more into spirituality I had is that one of the tweets I think it is one of the tweets in the thread oh okay so <clears throat> let me go back to the thread so I'm talking about being in grad school blah 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 and so I said let me also take this time to note when I first got home yesterday I saw a notice this is Monday um when I first got home yesterday I saw a notice that they were doing work on the water heater today as in yesterday Tuesday 
Um, so I knew that I would have to have all things involving water taken care of by not taken care of by 9 a.m. Keeping this in mind, it was originally my plan to do all of the spiritual stuff before going to bed as a self-care practice for being the badass goddess that I am. But because the urge to nap was so powerful, I was now running out of time and all the things needed to be done. Shower, bath, dishes, eat, brush teeth, pack lunch, etc. I could have waited until I got home from class yesterday evening, but your girl was making time to have fun, not clean. That's your job, loser. And then, y'all, I don't watch Raising Canaan, but the mama, um, there was a meme where she was like, I mean, that's your job, not mine. That's how I felt because... It's y'all subs job to take care of me. I I am stepping into my goddess princess era and it's women's. Oh no, chill out. Why they say low power? Mm. <laughs> y'all, I might have to pause and stop, pause and restart because I'm nowhere near done. Um, But I'm stepping into my goddess princess era. I work too fucking hard and y'all motherfuckers be getting on my nerves for free and y'all need to do something for me. Like y'all run this shit up. I'm not opening no more doors. I'm not paying for no more shit. Y'all are taking care of me. Okay. Anyway. Um, so it was my plan to do like um some spell work and do some just like praying and centering and manifestation work and then I took the nap but now part of like I wanted to take a um a bath as part of one of the things that I was doing and so I'm like running around doing all this stuff it's like slowly the sun starts rising so alas since so many of you seem to prove useless, goddess took care of herself. Like I always do, like the bad bitch I'm is. Okay. Um, as the sun started rising, I started connecting dots between the things happening at work, school, and my personal life. It really has been a great day for introspection and purpose affirmation. Fast forward some, I cooked breakfast and I went live on loyal fans while recording various content for my multiple platforms, both vanilla, which is this podcast um and kink my fendom stuff um so while I was recording some dance and yoga I realized that I was engaging in a form of response art to one of my clients which has been the topic of class last week um we started talking about response art in process and then we were supposed to talk about it last night um so yeah the next tweet quick sidebar i'm happy to report my water is back on ahead of schedule i'd also like to note that i discovered this because i tried to make tea and forgot that my water was off as i'm telling the story about how my water got cut off and i had already pre-filled my kettle in preparation for this what can i say my adhd adhd brain overflows with information and that's why i be repeating myself and that's why i be losing my sentences in the middle of it but y'all love it because y'all are still here and if you're new here hey so Next tweet. Um, so I started, I started grappling with contradictory feelings. Um, I was dancing because it was what I needed and it made me feel good. I was wearing what I wore because I looked good and it's easier to pull that way. Um, so is there a preference tweet? Yes. Okay. I'm going to finish a thread and then I'll talk more about it. I was dancing because it was what I needed and it made me feel good. I was wearing what I wore because I looked good and it's easier to pull that way. 
I started feeling weird because now it was in the context of a therapeutic relationship, my realization of my response to an interaction that I was having with a minor client. And I also became hyper aware of my identity as a black woman and how that affects my visibility and how I'm sexualized. So I went into an anxious spiral and got bombarded with stressful thoughts. And after writing some things down, talking to myself and doing a tarot, re a tarot reading, I received reassurance that all is okay. I would dive deeper into this, but discernment regard regarding disclosure and safety are two of the things I have been reflecting on, giving my lines of work. I'm a student therapist, professional dominatrix. I'm an artist, visual and performance, and a podcaster. The internet can be a scary and powerful place when people don't have proper context to the thing, two things, or are feeling spiteful or inferior. But if you have questions, refer to the last post on how to get those answered. I had posted in one of the, the alas, you seem to prove, to prove useless i had posted like a compilation of some of the videos that i made and at the end i put all my tribute methods for you know all the lurkers and gooners on twitter i know you like this ass i know you like these lips if you're into asmr i know you like that anyway um I should also add that in between my outfit change, I had the quick intermission to puke. I guess a glass of wine, a bowl hit, and my breakfast, which was hard-boiled eggs, grapes, and turkey bacon, weren't the best choice choices. To be fair, my food choices were rooted in ASMR and mouth fetish, and it sounded like a great idea. And the wine and the weed were just small treats to make me feel good in those present moments. Hot bath with wine and rose petals, sunbathing with my bowl. I was recording and mentioned I had drank and smoked and instantly became self-conscious about it. A black pole dancing dominatrix, former teacher, future therapist talking about drugs and alcohol while dancing half naked and talking about how she plans to make her mark on the world. What's so bad that, about that? In the moment, it seemed like a lot. So I could just throw up oh, so much. I could just throw up. Oh, wait, I did. Enough about bodily fluids. Back to all being well and manifesting. It was during that in-between time, though, where things began shifting for me. I decided to change my clothes, record, and figure out what to do with it all later. That That's my current stage, but I'm making sure to plant seeds. Rome wasn't built in a night. So I'm going to pause there, and I'm going to talk about this is behind-the-scenes play this upcoming month is what prompted all of this. Because as I had said, I had started out the day doing all of this spiritual work and doing some homework. And I mentioned this in the comment episodes and they're still not done. But um, for if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my first set of diagnostic cards in the episode that's coming out next week. I post a picture of them so you'll see it. Bipolar one, depression, anxiety and OCD. I have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety so that was like weird for me to explore but now this set of cards we're doing schizophrenia um ptsd and dissociative identity disorder um and i have been grappling with ptsd and um i don't remember how much of it i mentioned in the episode but having yesterday to really reflect and just look at the past two weeks is really like i've Ever since the car accidents, I've had those moments of PTSD where, um, you know, if I'm driving past one of the sites that I had the accident or curves make me really uncomfortable and nervous. So I feel the tension in my body and I have to breathe if someone else is like and I drive so much slower if somebody else is driving. I just close my eyes and I don't even want to say anything because like 
I'm having a mini panic attack and I don't want to to worry anybody else, um, which is something that I'm kind of trying to work on. And I have been dealing with that because I've been seeing so many accidents, hearing about so many accidents. And now with my car not working, I have to rely on Ubers or someone else to transport me. And I'll just be like, oh my God. And I can't not get in a car. Like I have to somehow get in some form of public transportation that will require being on the road. So it's like, I can't really avoid it. So I try to be aware of it and when like when I'm driving I work on my my breathing techniques but I've noticed in the past two weeks it's been really hard for me to drive or to be a passenger and so then as I'm doing more research on PTSD to prepare for the card I um I see how PTSD is showing up in all the other traumatic areas of me growing up with being exposed to drugs, being exposed to abuse, being uh, uh, exposed to, you know, assault and just so many things. Um, so that was like a lot. So I'm like, I, I really like I really need to continue this self-care practice. So I finished my well, I finished the drawings on my card. I haven't finished actually adding the color and painting them. So then from there, I had put on this outfit. Um, that I just knew my sister gave me clothes. I was like, this is the outfit I'm wearing for a pole play for the bunch of March, but the month of March, I put it on and my booty cheeks was like, Hey bitch, I'm here. And being a black woman, um, I can't just wear anything because YouTube will flag me and be like, it's 18 plus. And this is not, you know, there are some non-black creators who experience this, but I black women experience this a lot black creators experience this censorship in so many ways so and I've seen it so much we talk about it all the time um other black uh pole dancers that I know that this is a problem um and it was like one time I posted a video on my pole page and I had like the led light so it was already dark I had on a full it was like a um a teddy a, a long it was a bodysuit that was f like a fishnet but you couldn't see anything you saw literally the outline of my nipple because it wasn't close you couldn't tell like you probably just thought my nipples were hard but you couldn't see nipple they removed it for nudity the next day I saw a white creator and I mean her whole nipple was in the camera literally her nipple was in the camera and that shit had so many views, so much interaction. And I'm like, what? And the crazy part is the video that they deleted had been posted months beforehand. What about this is giving nudity? You can't even see my nipple, bro. Like, and that was one of the first times that I really experienced it. And it's always like a couple months later. Once things start getting traction, then they want to pull it. And YouTube all the time, they'll flag, even if I say certain things, they'll flag the video and it has to be 18 plus. So if you join Patreon, please make sure you have like, um, and you want to watch the behind the scenes poll play footage, especially, please make sure that you have a YouTube account because you not, I don't know when you're able to watch it until I post it. And then it tells me, yeah, you have to be 18 plus. So if you're interested in watching those, please make a YouTube account. Um, 
So that was something that I had to be cognizant of. But I was like, this outfit is fire. Like, I look good. So I put some underwear over that. And I'm like, all right, I got my outfit on. I'm going to go out on the balcony real quick. And I was going to do some, like, titty worship um, since it was Titty Tuesday. And so I got on the balcony. And I was, oh, during my bath, I drank a small little glass of wine. Then stepped outside on the balcony. I'm hitting my bowl. I only hit it, like, twice. I'm bathing in the sun, like the sun, the weather was so great yesterday. I'm just enjoying it, soft girl era, yes, please. So then from there, and mind you, while I'm doing these different things, I was on um, Loyal Fans Live, like just kind of behind the scenes content. So then I come in and I'm like, I'm getting ready to pull, so let me start stretching. So last month's pole play for or this month's pole play for February, um, because for January, my video got flagged because I think who was I listening to? I think I might have been listening. Was I listening to Masego? I think I was listening to Masego for most of the video and it flagged me because copyright. So I was like, all right. And in January, I started listening to a lot of um jazz as well so I um decided for February I was going to try to do jazz music and dance to that and see what what comes of it but I was having a hard time finding something that was really flowing so I decided to use Bryson Tiller um so I've been on this search of trying to find music that I could play in the background um for pole play but also just like some of my fandom content so I've just been kind of going no music um so I decided to play classical because one of my the client that I mentioned the client who he's nine um he talks about how he really enjoys classical music it's peaceful for him and I'm having a peaceful day I need some music that don't got words that's less likely to get um uh flagged so let me put on some classical music I don't know why this mic is doing this um so then I picked a song and I wasn't really familiar with the song um it was on the same album for one of those because he has a favorite song it's on the same album as one of the songs that we listened to and it was fast it was fast paced so I said I need something a little bit slower let me just start with the song I'm familiar with so as I'm dancing or I wasn't I was stretching and then it started moving into a dance. And so as I'm doing this, I'm like, hmm, this is a form of response art. And I was really kind of moved by that. And I was like, I want to explore this some more. Um, so I had finished that and I had was like, let me go ahead and set up um, the camera so that I can start um the behind the scenes pole playing go about my life so I started recording and you know I'm like hey y'all welcome back to another episode of behind the scenes pole playing and um I had made a comment how I had drank and smoked and then I stopped the video and I was like why would I why would I put that on the internet and if you if you join um patreon which of course you should um or at least try the trial um you'll see like that video I'm not going to get into it, but that video is what prompted this. So you'll go and see like what, how we got here. <laughs> um, so I started to feel self-conscious and I was like, let me X that out. Let me not do that. Move on. So it just kept 
once I did that, it just became this spiral of like, I can't say this. I can't do this. Oh, I'm pausing too much. I'm awkward here. I'm that. And I've talked about my self-consciousness before and trying to push through that. Um, and so then I think this is where, oh no, I already mentioned it. So I'm, I'm dancing, I'm movement. I keep starting the recording over because I'm just talking and I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. And I'm like, I just want to dance. That's what I want to do. So I put the song back on and I started dancing. Then I just got the urge to throw up. So I went and I puked and I kept puking. Um, and then I was like, let me stop the video. Let me gather myself. Um, and then I started like it jumped up and I was like, where is all of this coming from? Um, cause when I started thinking more about the response art and I'm like, part of the discussion we had in class last week when we first started talking about response art is an article that we were reading, the art therapist was talking about the importance of res was it? Yeah, it was response art with working with adolescents. Um, and another article was talking about the different types of response art. When, when do you create it? Is it next to the person um, or is it on your own time? And if it's on your own time, when is it? Is it appropriate to share? What is like, are you trying to? So she was, the author was talking about how like she was working in this psychiatric, her first day on a job at a psychiatric unit. Um, she walked in and this client who, was I think schizophrenic and just it was a lot going on and just came around a corner and she was like she immediately felt disgusted and she had to check herself her biases and so she came home and the interaction was just like so like ah, that she didn't know what to do about it and it was almost like yeah I can't work here I gotta get the fuck up out of here um, so she came home and she made art about it. She ended up drawing a portrait of the person. And it was like for her, that drawing became a container where she could process her feelings of disgust and look at it from a different angle. And that was her safe space to address all of those. And in doing that, she was able to go back to the site and it ended up, she ended up having a phenomenal relationship with that particular client. Um, there's also where they were talking about the importance of art in super of response art in supervision are you doing artwork with your supervisor or are you even talking about art with your supervisor um because one of the things and i don't know if this translates across all like therapy professions and the like um but part of like our hours we have to have supervision meetings one-on-ones or group with our clinical team or with someone who is approved and more seasoned within the field to just help because we're processing other people's trauma while also um trying to live through our own and make sense of our own and something someone says can trigger me so easily and if I haven't processed that for myself oh baby <laughs> and I guess that's kind of where I am right now um so back to that uh having an experience with a client and creating art about it that's not something that you would share or maybe like the instance of sharing with the client um she was talking about how she the the client didn't want to draw 
but he was talking about his feelings like he was being removed from his home for abuse and other reasons and he felt this sense like even though all of this was happening he still wanted to be home he wanted some sense of stability you're taking me out of this and throwing me into foster care like things could be worse I just want to be at home um but it was the clinical team's decision to not follow through with that um and she was making art listening to him talk about this longing for home and she was saying how she had some issues um with that so she's drawing this picture trying to like understand and comprehend his feelings and that's what something she shared like you know you're sharing I get this sense of this but I'm also here to tell you this is why we can't support that decision um and she said it was hard and you know but they were able to work through it so that's the idea of response art and so the other article um the artist was talking about the art therapist was talking about how he had a client come in and she was an adolescent. She was in like, um, I, I don't, it was some inpatient unit and she had like, um, bandages on her wrist and he was, he very good at describing. Um, and when I read it, it was a little weird because he said that she didn't want to engage in the art. Um, so he was like, okay, well, do you mind if I work? And she's like, I don't care. And he's like, do you mind if I paint you? Um, and so he was painting a portrait of her to show her how he saw, like how he was seeing her. He was seeing her pain and seeing that like, you need to be here for a reason. But there was one little excerpt in it where it almost felt, and one of my cohort members brought this up and it was like, it almost felt like he was fetishizing her pain because the way he described painting her bandage wrist it did read a little weird so then we started talking about this idea of like okay you're making response art but who is it serving is it something that is truly going to be beneficial to the therapeutic relationship or is it something for you to digest um so then we're having this whole conversation we move into a film and the film was talking about how um I might have mentioned this, but the film was talking about how the main character lost his son to an overdose and um, there were elements of spirituality. So things that I have experienced and am experiencing and exploring. Um, so that with the conversation we were having in class about who is this for? Is this something you would share? And then that happening, I was like, well, this is something I'm experiencing for myself. So let me just digest it. So the piece is a personal piece. And I was thinking if it was a one on one, because the, the, the film we watch is carved from the heart. And if it was a one on one with the main character, I wouldn't share it. I probably wouldn't share the art. But if I was in a group therapy session, for substance abuse or grief and loss that might be or you know there's topics of spirituality that might be something I share in that setting because in a way it I think for me personally um it it feels a little lower stakes than the one-on-one um but yeah I would be more likely to share in a group setting versus a individual setting the piece um so that so then in school or in my internship I have gotten this opportunity to work with this client this is now 
um, our second session, but I've been seeing him interacting with him over the course of like a month now um, because he I had found out I would be working with him, but they had to do like some observation. They accidentally brought him to the site. So I got to do that initial meeting and introduce myself, but then they ended up pulling him early. So then the next week or later that week, it was in the plan for me to go observe him in school to see like what behaviors needed to be worked on. But I guess there was some kind of miscommunication between my site and the school because when I came in, it was all of our impression the therapy side that we were coming to like literally observe him in his natural environment and see for ourselves what the problem is. Um, But when I got there, they're like, Oh yeah, you're here to observe him. You can go sit next to him. What? (laughs) So now I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting down next to him and he's like showing me stuff on the computer and he's really the student. He does, he's high functioning autism. Um, and that's really the only diagnosis that I'm aware of. Um, cause the other part is he isn't technically a therapy client. He's a part of a, um, educational program that my site offers, but because he's having trouble integrating with the group, that's why I'm supposed to be working with him, helping him get to the point where he can work with the group. So I'm supposed to observe him in a group to see how he works. And I haven't been granted that opportunity. So I'm going based off of what other people have been saying, how he reacts, because when it's me and him, it's just me and him. I don't know how he works in a group. So I'm learning that focus is definitely an issue. Um, And like some points, there's like a little bit of defiance. There's a little bit of um, transition work that needs to be done. But overall, like this, this little boy has been teaching me so much in just the two, the two sessions that I've had. Um, And so in the initial meeting, I found out his favorite colors in the first, well, like when I first, first met him, then during the observation I realized like I found out he likes clay I found out that he is really interested in arts because he just kept showing me all of these different um art sites um or community arts places that he's either worked with or have heard of um and kept was like really fixated about my site and and the potential of us working together so then the following Monday we didn't he didn't come to the site um because they were still trying to work out paperwork and stuff so then the following monday which would be the 12th of this month or yeah this month um is when we had our first session in that session i learned he liked classical music um and i i love playing music all the time so i love when i'm in a group session and like when i used to teach i used to play music in my teen group that i'm working with we play music the only group my adult group we don't listen to music Um, that often because one of the members has schizophrenia and it's too much for her to be able to digest what's going on with the external sounds um so yeah he we were like looking at Mozart and Beethoven and all of this stuff and then he picked this song he's like I just love it because it's it's so good and it's so peaceful um And then I really just started like listening to classical music a little bit more and so to come back to this and what's added to the spiral it was like I'm already having a great day and I need music that's going to be less likely to be copyrighted let me play this because it's peaceful and then when I threw up and I took that break I started over sexualizing myself 
and I started getting really self-conscious and I was I'm trying to pinpoint where is all this coming from it was so much happening so I'm like I already mentioned the clothing part I I started feeling some type of way because it's not like when I oh shit this is about to end um okay quick intermission y'all I'm a I'm fuck it I'm gonna do the ads again we gonna we gonna add it up so yeah I'm gonna charge my phone and come back this month when toy talk mango discusses sensation play sensory deprivation and the balesa pedal got peep peep through the sea um I think that would be really fucking dope um a little scary, but that's something that you got to build yourself. Like you have these conversations, start small and then work your way up. Um, so you would start with like a blindfold or something. Um, and you can kind of walk them around, move them around uh, safely. Like you don't want, unless humiliation is your thing and you want to like do a little tripping or something like that. But again, this should be talked about. And if you're going to do something as a person who's doming or topping a scene or, you know, a night with your partner, um, you, you, the sub is putting their safety, their life, everything, like every element of BDSM and not even BDSM because these are things that we're doing. Like some food plate, y'all, I had um, this real hot... Uh, this one time I took some grapes and I froze them. Available only in the champagne room. This month on Tales of a Central Fendom, Mango discusses experience with her subs and food play. You wanna see this pussy? It's different. And like you trying to see some pussy? You trying to see this pussy. You know what I'm saying? Um actually like i would let you in my home and you need to clean up my fucking house put on that goddamn skirt and this is like some of the humiliating tasks like he's interested in sissification put on the skirt and get the busting dishes bitch oh clean my bathtub and then you're gonna like and then after you've done all of this housework oh maybe i'll let you put lotion and we're back if you're watching this i have on a new outfit let me just tell y'all oh did i even i got the fuck i got the mic sitting down no stop stop please don't do this to me okay um fuck okay that noise in the background that you probably hear has a lot to do with this quick intermission but that wasn't so quick um so let me just let me just explain what just happened so my phone was like bitch i'm about to die i was like all right perfect time to take a break charge my phone I decided to take a shower. I get out the shower. My laptop, that noise you hear in the background is my laptop telling me, bitch, I'm about to die. And my char charger is faulty. Like I literally have to sit here and just wiggle and jiggle it and hope and pray that it decides to take juice sometimes, which is crazy because my laptop, I haven't even had this for a year and it is fine. The laptop is fine. The charger is wonky and I have another charger. Whenever I plug the other charger in, it just doesn't accept its existence and won't charge. So, and like the last time when I was teaching and I got my first MacBook through teaching, I had some problems with the charger. I went for a replacement. That bitch is $75. So we just going to keep wiggling and jiggling and trying to move it around till it decide 
it won't charge. So that noise is my laptop telling me it's going to die, which added to the break because I was like, all right, let me just do whatever I need to do. And then I fell asleep on this fucking couch. This couch has become doomsday for me. Um, so then is now, what is it? I don't, it's four, it's five, it's 522 in the morning. I started recording this at like eight or nine, I think. Um, so we are now in live time. It is February 29th. It is the, I'm putting air quotes end of black history month because we're transitioning into women's history month. And because, um, for me, the past couple of years, when I, it really started when I was teaching because I tried to like, I, I miss doing my door and make it, but like when I was an RA, I had so much fun making door tags and bulletin boards. When I was a teacher, I had a lot of fun decorating my door. Um, I used to change it every quarter. Um, and so right before the pandemic, I had, I did, um, I think I had did a celebrating black history month door. No, I said, I think it was like celebrating black. Oh, because during that quarter, it was going to be black history month and it was going to be women's history month. So what I had decided to do was decorate my door with women artists. Um, and so ever since then, I really just been big about carrying black history month over into, um, women's history month, being a black woman, two of my most notable identities. Um, so yeah, I started telling that because this also plays into everything that I had already been talking about. Um, and I also had to change, well, I changed my clothes cause I took a shower, but it's cold in here. And also this top, my boobs be out. So that's why I'm all cozy up in a blanket. Anyway, um, where's my iPad? So I was talking about how I really just started getting into my head, um, thinking, criticizing myself as if I was other people. And I had to figure out where the source of all this was coming from. So part of it was I'm sexualizing, like I was fine beforehand, but once I started getting in my head, I'm sexualizing myself as most people do. And this is kind of, I haven't, at the time of this recording, I haven't actually recorded um, Toy Talk or Tales of a Sensual Fendom yet. I only have behind the scenes pole play uh, that I have edited. I just need to actually like do just a little bit extra stuff, but the video is ready. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. And that will be released tomorrow, 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 Sunday or day or um, for the month of March. But I have been saying all month how part of what I wanted to talk about, and you'll hear me mention it in one of the later episodes, um, I wanted to talk about race play because I've had a sub who, um, at first I didn't have a problem with race play, and now I do. Um... So, yeah, I will be talking a little bit about that. And some of that goes into this. And it's like the fetishization of being black, being a woman. Um, And so I started to kind of adopt those like. uh, I already said base, I already explained kind of that just um, 
having to be hyper aware of what am I wearing? Is this going to look like I'm naked on the internet, which is going to make me more likely to be deleted, this, that, and third. So it was like that. Then when I had made the comment about drinking and smoking, like I literally had one glass of wine and I had two hits of the bowl. And I might've said this already, but time gap. So lost my train of thought sort of. Um, and it's like, um, in, earlier episodes after uh Tori stepped down and I was with other people um we used to like take shots and some episodes were Taylor Port sponsored air quotes um and then in some of them like you could hear me smoking and I tried I tried to make a conscious effort not to do that anymore while I'm recording um and I don't talk about it as much and it's not like I deny that I do it because I like to drink. I like to smoke. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then I'm like, oh, but you used to be a teacher and you're still kind of, you're still in many ways still a teacher. And you're you're in school to be a therapist and you're this and you're that and you shouldn't be doing that. So I, I start to kind of like, I don't have a drug problem. Um, but I felt myself trying to justify all of these things justify my blackness justify my sexuality in my womanhood justify my little bit of drug use um and just had to get back to where is it all coming from and then in part of that I started to also kind of feel weird because I'm like well I was responding I was doing something and in the middle of it, I had this revelation and then all these other people's criticisms started flowing into my head. And then I think about how um, women, and then I've said this part already. It was like uh, women with their children being criticized on the internet and being sexualized when it, and women and every, everybody sexualizes women, women sexualize women, um, Men sexualize women, days, gays, everybody, not all women are sexualized um, or femme presenting people are sexualized constantly. Um, And some there's a lot there. Self-hatred or just I think with women to woman to woman um, or femme presenting to femme presenting, um, I think it has a lot to do with. And some some of the girlies might hate me for this, but I think it has to do with that insecurity um, and that uh, low self-esteem and um, that can come from how women are just put down. And it's it's interesting because I actually saw a post. um, I saw a post a couple of days ago on Instagram wasn't Instagram I think it was Instagram let me go to my um thing but while I'm saying that while I'm trying to find that that's part of it was like even though I'm not with child um me dancing I started to feel weird about the possible inappropriate connections somebody might try to make in response to me dancing in the outfit that I was dancing in in response to an interaction I had with a a minor client and it was like I never sexualized that for myself and it was never coming from that place of intention um it just so happened to be kind of a series of events and it would have never been a problem had I not 
got in my head uh, and let other people's ideas or thoughts like I don't know I'm still trying to figure out how exactly how all of it played out um it's been like I said the past 24 hours has been full of um introspection and purpose affirmation and I think I've said before everything happens for a reason things come across your plate um you hear things you see things for a reason and all of the messages that I have been getting within the past two weeks have all just been um it's been an interesting balance of um, I know I'm on the right track this is what I'm supposed to be doing but also like all right when the fuck am I gonna catch a break um but yeah, so one of the, uh, I think on the 20, on the 26th, so three days ago, what would that have been? That would have been Monday. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so on Monday, I had saw a post and it was like, um, things women are punished for being mothers, not being mothers, being religious, not being religious, having sex because quote unquote whore, not having sex because quote unquote pr- prude, dating with their race because dating within their race because male entitlement, dating outside of their race because male entitlement, getting married, not getting married, being stay-at-home wives and moms, being working wives and moms, being the family breadwinner, not being the breadwinner, having any political or ideological leaning or opinion ever, playing video games, not playing video games, being into sports because it's quote-unquote fake, not being into sports because she's quote-unquote vapid and too girly. Um, which is a non-existent list, can go on. Continued, being out of shape, being too fit, being overweight, always watching her weight, being too thin, um, taking Ozempic to lose weight, working out in the gym, being too muscular, caring about her weight, eating a salad on a date, wearing makeup, not wearing makeup, wearing pants, wearing a skirt, wearing, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, And then I actually, during this little mini break, since I'm like just talking about all the, all the things of experiences of, of being a woman. Um, I had came across this. If y'all didn't see the Barbie movie, like people had mixed feelings. I loved it. I cried. Um, and this message was definitely like one of the important ones. And um, also just like the whole, the whole, everything that was going on with Ken, not realizing his part um, there was a, it was, I'm not going to talk about that, not to discredit it, but I didn't plan on going on this rant and I at least try to have a little bit more thought behind the things that I say. Um, but I think that Ken's part was very important in terms of just like men and like this, it's okay to be feminine. Like just because you might be, um, being embracing femininity does not make you gay but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day um and especially this wasn't addressed in there but I think too like this hyper being black you're going to be hyper masculinated the women are hyper masculinated like the trope of the angry black woman or the independent black woman um and this can go far back into slavery and everything like it, it really starts there because the family unit was intentionally broken down like but that's neither here nor there in this exact moment so I came across this to continue the 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 
dichotomies i think that's what i want to say i don't know if i've ever actually said that word out loud so congratulations you just heard me say a smart word um but this was the uh the scene oh okay you have to be thin but not too thin and you can never say you want to be thin you have to say you want to be healthy but also you have to be thin you have to have money but you can't ask for money because that's crass you have to be a boss but you can't be mean you have to lead but you can't squash other people's ideas you're supposed to love being a mother but don't talk about your kids all the damn time you have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. So, yeah, I she said it perfectly um so we 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 push on we continue um it is it is an interesting space that we're her holding um and so if you are if you identify as a woman um keep pushing we'll we'll you know and this can if you are a femme presenting person that um, experiences the oppression, you are in you on the daily <laughs> um, experience the oppression of being a woman. Um, if that resonated with you, that's like you know. But anywho, um, so that was like one of the things that I had saw, and then oh, side note something came up about like country music and I was like that's black people making country music I love that like anyway so yeah it was all of that happening so when I had that realization I was like okay I'm going to change my clothes because I started feeling very uncomfortable in what I was wearing and I was I was prepared originally I had deleted the original videos um in my first outfit but I was like no I can do something with this and this is part of me doing something with that I was like oh you know I can figure it out and if none of that happened I wouldn't be having this conversation right now and this conversation has been so important in opening up pathways and making me realize things oh did I lose a thread um so to get back to the thread that I was on, um, yeah, that's just my current stage right now. I'm planting seeds and trying to continuously dissect all that happened, all that has happened, and let that inform how I move forward. And hopefully the seeds that I have planted, um, you'll see, well, you will see the, the fruition of that because, you know, 
I continue to believe in myself because I'm that bitch. I will forever be that bitch and I be doing the damn thing. Did I get all my points across on that? Well, yeah, I talk more. Yeah. So after I changed, I danced. Um, and then I ended up feeling sick again. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm cutting it. I'm done. Um, and then I think I had like laid down for a little bit and I started getting ready to stop by my job. So I did like some, um, tarot cards. And when I did the tarot cards, I don't know where, um, my, um, here it is. It's right here. Um, the, I had did it a couple of days ago. I think I want to say I did it Saturday or Sunday and, um, I had gotten the, I had gotten the 10 of pentacles upright, the 10 of cups upright, and then the page of swords upright. And basically that reading was just saying that like, you're on the right path, consider, um, how you want to show up professionally, um, personally and creatively, which has been my search of life for the longest, but especially since I started all of these journeys at once, the journey to be a therapist, the journey of sex work, the the journey of just putting faith into myself, um, which is also like even that idea of trust creates peace is something that I've been saying. I got that from a yogi tea. I love my yogi tea. Um, and you can't, it's not over. Where is that peace? Where's that peace at? Huh. I had oh, you know what? It's that one right there. I'll add a picture in. But um one of the quotes that I, I had did this is when uh one of the other um uh, when I started really exploring resin. Um well no, because I started resin with my manifestation series, which is still up at the National Harbor if you feel moved and down there. It's at Arsenation, go check it out. Um, that's when I first started exploring mixed media, but this one is when I started doing acrylic pour paintings. Um, and by the time I edit this, it'll be cut it out so you can't see it. Yeah, the, the picture's in here. Um, and I'll post it in the story today. So, um, I'm pointing like y'all can see, but, um, I thought it was funny that that verbiage is still like, that's something that I've been trying to live by and keep reminding myself that just trusting in the process all these words, like I'm in process class learning and uh, anyway, um, trusting the process and knowing that it's going to be okay, um, essentially is what it was saying. And then that was like more of the 10 of pentacles, uh, 10 of pentacles, um, 10 of cups was really talking about just like community and support systems. Um, and as I said, I'm very fortunate to, to have that with my friend group, but also I love my cohort and I've been saying like, these people, I, I was like, I had to, I had to be in class and just tell them like, oh my God, y'all, the things. Um, I just really wanted to share all of that with them. And then, and I don't like explicitly talk about my podcast. Like I didn't, I'll get into that. I don't explicitly talk about it though with them, but they know it exists. But I do, I've made it a point in my program to let everybody know like, yo, I'm a professional dominatrix. I am a sex worker and I'm also pursuing this. Multiple things can be true at once. And this is me disclosing to y'all like this is this is my life. So even um, in one of 
in one of my in psychopathology, we're doing we have to do a project on um, we, we picked we each picked a group of disorders. And I saw that sexual dysfunction and other paraphilic disorders, which I was like, what is paraphilic? So I looked it up and I was talking about like fetishism as a disorder and all these other things. And I haven't gotten the chance to sit down, but I was like immediately this is me. This is what I need to be doing. Like thesis work. Yes. Hello. Like and I'm figured. <sighs> I know that my thesis will be rooted in sex work. Um, and yesterday with all of that, um, I also started thinking uh, about how to include other modalities. Um, and I've been trying to figure out exactly what my research topic, will, like what my question will be. Um, and I know it started from, I had saw this um, post on Instagram that I, can know, I can't find anymore, but the uh one of the people were saying somebody had asked started asking like sex workers if they've disclosed their line of work to their therapist and some people said yes some people said no and so they were just kind of exploring that reason why and I was in a Twitter space the other day where I stumbled upon like the tail end of this particular conversation but they were talking about how I don't know if the person was a sex worker or just like involved in kink um and she was saying that she hasn't told her therapist yet and she's still like trying to navigate that and some people were telling her like you know be careful um just kind of navigate the waters and see how she'll respond um so yeah just lots to think about um so that's that's how i got here um to continue the thread i'll reread it Enough about bodily fluids, back to all being well and manifesting. It was during that in-between time where things began shifting for me, I decided to change my clothes, record, and figure out what to do with it all later. That's my current stage, but I'm making sure to plant seeds. Rome wasn't built in a night. So with my anxiety subsided, I left the house, stopping by my job before heading to school. And as I was leaving work, I decided to go back home to change because I had been contemplating changing my outfit and I needed art materials for class. But as I backed my car into my spark parking space, I hear a noise. You've got to be fucking kidding me, y'all. Like, every fucking day, I'd be like, yay, I'm getting it. Then I'm like, damn, I get smacked the fuck back now. So this economy is too much in shambles for my car to be society. He wants to be auditioning for the opera. I get out of the car to see if my tires are deflated because it was like a hissing noise. Um, and I'm able to check that off my list. And my dashboard never lit up. So where is this noise coming from? I lean into the hood. I hear it coming from the hood. I'm like, Lord have mercy. So I lift the hood and I see like a tiny stream of smoke and the hissing is now louder. So I don't know shit about cars as I've always told y'all. And I call my dad. I added this meme, y'all. The, the monkey meme. I was actually looking for the black dude on the phone, but this one is what came up. Um, so one should revisit tweet six. You men prove to be useless. I'm not going to do, but I'm not going to go too much into that. That's what I said in the tweet. Anyway, um, he was able to tell me that it had overheated and I needed coolant, which he told me that water would suffice for now. Rule 3000, well, 3838, because I just be typing numbers. I don't really, I should probably actually write these down and keep track of all my rules. But rule 3838, always keep water in your car. Um, So I got to be a little mechanic and fix my car and shit. So luckily, I did have water in my car put that in but men just be useless because i'd be like yo like i'm appreciative that you like back in my life and we working on connecting but it still raises the um 
the issue at hand, part of the reason why I never cared to have a relationship with you is because you don't prioritize me as your only child. But yet when I talk to you, you talk about, oh, I love you and I want to be in your life and maybe we can work on being best friends. Nigga, you got to start from the basics and you can barely show up for me. Um, and that's what, like, and men they'll show up in, in my experience with men. They'll talk about how they want to be with you, be there for you. And then they might do one little thing and think that that's like, oh, I'm, I've done all the things for you forever. Now treat me like the king that I am and just submit to me and do everything for me. Like, nigga, it don't work that way. Everything is transactional. Like you got to do for me. You got to show up for me in order for me to continue to feel motivated to show up for you and want to pursue growing a relationship with you. And everybody always thinks like, oh, we're talking about money. There's other ways to show up for someone rather than money. If, if you got money, great. I love it. Give it to me. <laughs> I'll take it. But if you don't like just don't be a bum don't mooch off of me and and oh I love you baby da, da, da. but you sitting on my couch like and that goes to at one point in time that was me I was just like oh you know he says he loves me he's doing the bare the bare minimum and I'm complaining about how even the bare minimum I have to beg I shouldn't be begging you to to show and prove that you care about me I technically should not have to do anything um for you to do that you know anywho so um back to the thread and in response to my car he's definitely put me through hell but my little road warrior is all I've got so I'm definitely not risking driving this thing but I need to get to class tonight and tomorrow so I can tell my cohort about all the dots that I connected I scrambled trying to find a way to school and unfortunately I'm able unable to secure one and I'm not spending my own money on an expensive ass uber so I can take uh so I take this as a universe's message to rest especially since you know running on like two hours of sleep then I put a meme of squidward like I think I think this episode he had did like um his manifestate or manifesto or something I don't I don't, I loosely remember episodes of Spongebob. Um, and then, did I finish the last tar tarot card? Because I know I was telling that story. Where did that paper even go? See, oh my God, y'all, the notes everywhere. I definitely, I, I don't think I was done. Oh, I was talking about community. So that was the um, one of the cards that I had gotten. And then the Page of Swords, I, my book is there, but um, the Page of Swords, I believe it was just talking about like, that idea of creativity and um, uh, creativity and I'm blanking on the other word, but th yeah, that. Um, so was this? No, that wasn't part of that one. Um, so then yesterday, before I had went out though, I had um, pulled three cards and it was the nine of cups down or reverse, the 10 of pentacles reverse. And then the eight of, was it the eight of pentacles reverse as well? Um, and so with all of that, I thought it was interesting that I got 10 of pentacles down, which again is the card that I had a couple of days ago. And that was talking about just considering your impact on the world, but in reverse, um, it was talking about some like addressing 
um, issues within the familial structure. And um, I haven't really talked about this in any of the episodes because discretion and people love to be in your business. So they can only be in your business as much as you give them. And, um, you know, people will take what they hear and run with it and whatever the case may be. But honestly, like ever this... I've always been a family-oriented person. You hear about how I talk about my family. But to be honest, um, the past couple of months have been hard for various reasons. Um, And so I've really been struggling with the idea of family um, and how to show up within the family, which has been so hard for me because I've been so family-oriented my entire life. Um, And for me... um, Within my actual family, there's like my bloodline, there's a lot to unpack. And being in school to be a therapist is so hard. <laughs> like not therapize yourself and look deeper into all of the things and trauma and blah. But um, it's necessary work because you have to do it and show up for yourself before you can show up for somebody else. Um, but because of a lot of the events when I was younger it has affected my greater familiar relationships. Um, So for me, because of that, my immediate family has always been something that I've taken pride in and I just love. And um, so I've been experiencing turmoil and turbulence is a better word. I don't want to say turmoil, but turbulence within that relationship, my immediate family relationship the past couple of months. And then um, in my greater family have just experienced turbulence for many, many, many years since I was born. Um, And because of that, Family to me is just anybody that I consider like a part of my circle. Like Juan is my family. Dixie is my family. Katie is my family. Molly is my family. Like I have so many and the list goes on and on. I have a huge family. Um, So yeah. But in regards to this, um, Ten of Pentacles Upside Down was talking about familiar issues. So back to the tweets, I had to take a quick pause because my sister called about family-ish. One of the tarot cards I pulled today, reverse ten of pentacles, addressing issues within the familiar structure. I pulled that same card upright a few days ago. Consider the long-term impact of my actions professionally, creatively, and personally. The universe is extra loud today. All is well. Um, so that, um, and then just like the other cards we're just talking about, like, um, allowing status to dictate what you should pursue instead of allowing your heart to speak. And I think that that really showed up in when I started overthinking, where was that overthinking coming from? And, oh, speaking of things that happened during the break that I took on my timeline, another app that I've told y'all I love to use is Balance. And I don't meditate as much as I was in the beginning. Um, but they popped up on my timeline and it was talking about, um, if it's daily reminder that if you're overthinking, right, that's what I did. If you're anxious, move. I was dancing. Um, if you're tired, read. I've been trying to read more. And if you're confused, walk. I'd, I need to walk more. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and so I thought that was interesting that I pulled the nine of cups because I was able to backtrack like, okay, I'm allowing all of these other outside forces and thoughts and possible criticism to influence what I'm doing right now. Um and just considering why I'm choosing to 
pursue my path and finding what feels good for me. And all of these things were feeling good. Um, and uh, do you think that having everything you ever wanted would allow you to live in perfect contentment? So this is something else that I've kind of been struggling with um, because, and I, I've mentioned it before, is like, because I have all these different identities, I've been trying to find a way to mesh them and move authentically. This is, let me finish the tweet. So yeah, it's been a hell of a day. Where does that leave me and you? Me. I'll keep exploring these paths with curiosity, gratitude, and authenticity. Um, one of the first classes when I took ethics last year in July, that was a project that we had to do was look at our values. How does that inform our work in authenticity, gratitude? And I don't know if I put curiosity on there, but I'm a curious spirit. I love learning. Like if I didn't love learning, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> like in it hasn't even been a year for real since, well, a year ago, introduced to kink. Um, almost a year ago, started the podcast. Almost a year ago, got actually involved in FinDom. Almost a year ago, got in, actually immersed myself into the kink space. And almost a year ago, I started um, grad school. So it's been a hell of a, a year. Um, and then this year, this month on the 12th, I think it was my anniversary. I think was February 12th or February 20th. So it's now been four years since I've been pole dancing. Um, and yeah, and then back to the PTSD comment, I also had like my very first car accident was in 2018 February 12th so it's just like February March at the beginning of the year is like good but it was a lot and so February 12th is when I had that accident and then on the 15th of that week is when I had um saw the accident on TV so it was just like boom I was already felt some kind of tension in my body and then that happened and it's like the correlations I had to reflect but anyway back to my tweet yes so being a learner, staying curious, um, expressing gratitude because even though shit be hard, like shit is not as hard as it could be. Um, and I'm grateful to be able to have the opportunities and meet the people that I have. Um, and just being authentically me and showing up for myself, um, because that's what feels good. Surrounding myself with people who accept me as me in all of the parts of me because they make up me and I would not be me <laughs> without those. Um, and where does this leave you? Trust the process and the journey. Trust creates peace. Things might not make sense today or even a year or five or 10 from now, but trust that it will. Be specific in what you ask for. The universe has a funny way of making things happen. Um, I've talked about this all the time. When I started my manifestation series, honestly, like I had went in the candle shop and I was like, oh yeah, I need, I need creativity, love, abundance, and joy in my life. Um, didn't think too much, but as I was like actually making those pieces and maybe I'll do a whole nother episode on that. Um, but it's like when I, when I was doing abundance, I was like, I want money. I want it. And I've said this, I want money. And it didn't give me money right away. It gave me, because I think that that's, that series started 20, it was January 2022. So here we are two years later. And just last year alone, I got all of that answered. Um, and it took me a while to see what 
how that came. And so now I'm kind of in this point of where like I am realizing the, the little comments I might have made or or um, asked for how they are present today making a comment about you know I've known since I was a kid I want to be a teacher I did that and I knew that wasn't my forever job um I and y'all again forgive me if I said this already because I talked to myself and also yeah we're going on two hours I'm trying to wrap it up but also give y'all that y'all give what the fuck I give y'all so if you gonna listen to this whole two hours or you gonna watch this whole two hours I appreciate you you're a real one um I've talked about the little side comment that I made about being a dominatrix, not ever even knowing how one would get into that. Um, I have always asked for assertiveness, um, and I meant that in terms of just standing ground, standing on business, um, and saying the things that need to be said. And everything in in my life that I'm involved in right now is talking about saying the thing. Um, And I have a partner who... um, who that he's really teaching me um the importance of communication um and and clarification and and not giving up and I'm, I don't talk too much about my relationships um but I really wanted to kind of highlight that because it's sometimes where we don't agree on things and I don't ever feel like it's malicious intent or it's like bad vibes behind it. Um, I really have to kind of like sit and be like, yo, what? Like take an objective step back and like what went wrong? Um, And we had a conversation the other day and it was like, what are you saying versus what are you trying to say? Um, And so, yeah, like, yeah. So I'm going to move on from that. But just moving with curiosity, gratitude and authenticity um, and I do, even so when I think about I've been saying I'm gonna get a new car before my car accident I was like yeah I'm giving me a new car blah 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 and then I got in the fucking crash and I had said I was going to get a specific type of car and I ended up getting that specific type of car but it wasn't I was thinking like a, a newer car like in the 2000s nah this bitch in 1998 like no I had to be like give me that motherfucking 2020 insert car here and I didn't. And so even now, I be talking about the fucking car. And then this shit is like, I, I wrote on my vision board, I'm getting a new car. Like, and I think I, I think I put like the year, but I wasn't specific in what kind of car. And here the universe is like, bitch, I'm gonna get you that new car. Neither here nor there. Um, so continuing with the tweet. Subs, where does this leave you? If you identify as a sub, um, see to it that all of my hard work and obstacles aren't for nothing. Your purpose in life is to make sure that I succeed. You do this by sending and serving today, tomorrow, and forever, knowing that your in our is parenthesized, so it's like a Y parenthesis, O-U-R parenthesis, um, knowing that your money is in phenomenal hands. Um, and then I put my cash app, Temptress Mango, become my personal ATM. Um, my email, mistressmango at proton.me, book a session, ask a question. Um, and for my regular listeners, if you're like, I'm not no fucking sub, I'm just here for the shits and gigs. Um, send questions to two scrippers, one poll, send questions, stories, topics, anything you have to say. Um, send me a message on Instagram, two scrippers, one poll, um, message me two scrippers, one poll at Gmail. But if you identify as a sub, um, and you're like, I want to serve you mistress, I know you do. So follow my instructions, 
cash at me my tribute is 50 motherfucking dollars temperature mango um email me to book a session um and please like i'm still generally i'm into like foot worship and well let me list my hard limits at the moment i'm not interested in blood play needle play um and i'm not interested in race play uh i feel like i'm obviously not going to do any permanent injury um yeah but if if you got a bag i might shit on you but you got to have like the bag you got to at least be dropping at least 100k okay and then i'll shit on you (laughs) um so yeah if you're a sub and you're like i want to serve go ahead and do that um and then subscribe to purchase from or tribute through one of my clip sites now be blessed because i know that i am and i'm getting i'm getting my motherfucking wheels up this year i know you're i know you're out there and i know that you want to serve me so stop fighting and come over to mango's paradise um which also kind of leads me into one of the other topics. I'm going to wrap it up soon because, y'all, I am really am pushing on two hours. And it wasn't supposed to be that. But I just I needed to say all of the things because this was just like a really big revelation. Um, so part of what I have also been dealing with is this idea of disclosure and safety and appropriateness. Um, so I had sent this like long email to, I started out telling my professors, I'm not going to be in class. And then as I typed it out, I realized that like really everybody, like my supervisor, the other art therapists that I work with, um, my, uh, program advisor, who's not teaching me this semester, but she's like in charge of internship. And she's one of the people who I had to, I sat down with, I scheduled a meeting and sat down with her and I was like, yo, like you already know that these are parts of my identity. And I'm really kind of, I'm thinking ahead about how, my identity as a sex worker will possibly negatively impact what I'm trying to do in creating a space, um, a therapeutic space for youth. Um, And just trying to be vigilant now and figure out how to approach it. Because it's going to be, before I can actually start my own practice, there's so much that has to go into it. I have to obviously graduate (laughs) my program and then from there I have to continue practicing under someone else um to get my supervision hours so I need a total of 3,000 hours before I can get like my official licensure so it's it's gonna be a while like all of this is a process all this is a journey um so I can't really do anything but I can plant the seeds now and start figuring that out so in terms of disclosure like I guess what really this podcast was put on my lap and this is I guess where there's somebody out there who may be in some kind of similar situation or in the one of my past situations or my current situation um and just trying to figure out and explore that and so this is just kind of where the podcast comes in to to and y'all I got an idea for right now the um the uh the like podcast photo is um roger from american dad been overlooking at his booty hole in the camera and that is because the very first episode me and tori were talking about booty holes and we just thought it was so funny so we were like we're gonna do this for now and i'll probably keep that as like the instagram picture but i actually have been thinking about like what i want the official podcast photo to be and y'all that shit is fire so when it comes just be ready um and I still wanted to keep this idea to script as one poll because I had come up with the the title and I'm like, so what is what how does all of this play? So stay tuned for when that comes to fruition. Um, but this is kind of where those intersect. And I'm thinking about my online presence. I keep 
my all of I'm I work better with Instagram so I that's like my hub that's where you know I'm thinking about deleting my lock page but that's where my art pages that's where my poll pages that's where my personal pages that's where the podcast is and then Twitter I have a personal Twitter but I had stopped using Twitter the only reason why I got back on Twitter was because I needed that platform for my um dom work so on Twitter I don't like disclose my real name I don't put any I tr- yeah I don't put any links I try to be really careful about the like I don't really talk about my pole self within my professional dom um realm um and I just try to be very cautious about the things that I post on there because for me I feel like that realm is a little bit scarier and unpredictable um where subs can come from but if you are a sub that follows me on instagram or you're like i want to lean into being a sub um and you know you know all of this stuff i just ask that you approach me respectfully um in all that you want to do oh i didn't finish that question so yeah ask a question 30 dollars fee for subs okay my time is motherfucking money if you are a sex worker or a therapist or you've been like a habitual listener and you're like i have so many questions feel free to dm me or email me at two script is one if you're a sub message me at mistress you can send me $30 and then message me okay um and just be respectful in your reproach um I might have said that I don't fucking know y'all the sun is rising um I really lost my sentence in the middle of it though because what was I even disclosure yeah so I try not to like I like to say cross pollinate. <laughs> I try not to cross pollinate the two, um, but there's going to be a point in time where it's going to be easy to associate Kia with mango, temptress mango, and so I'm. That's kind of in the spot that I'm in, and even in um session the other day. So two things that were a little interesting. First. It's like I be in so much shit and I can't be blaming people because sometimes like I'll just be talking and I won't provide the context. But that's because I be thinking they already on the same page. But then I also be like, oh, I have to provide the context because I could be talking about this. I could be talking about that. Like, and it's always funny when I be like, oh, when I say something to like one of my friends or one of my partners, I'll be like, oh, um, uh, I got something to tell you or I saw this thing. And they're like, ow, ow. it could be like you try and do some crazy sex thing to me or it could be something that's like actual conscious the conscious and we could like have a whole deep conversation about it or it could just be something like random that made me think of you there's so many ways that this could go and so I bring that up because um <laughs> one of my partners called me while I was in session with the child client and I was like hey I'm in a session uh I'll call you back and he was like oh you know I was just calling to say hi then he was like is it a dom client and then he was like <laughs> step on that nigga for me <laughs> which was also funny because monday i had uh, the the reel that had posted was about trampling which if you want to hear my trampling story go to tales of a sensual fandom um but no i was like no i'm in a therapy session with a child client so i was just like again it's just like all these things can be taken out of context or you know or i have to make sure to provide that context just I am living an interesting life to say the least. Um, and then did I make my second point? Um, oh, so in my adult group, um, 
I wasn't I wasn't talking they were all talking and somehow the conversation about dance came up and one of the members was talking about how her day her daughter likes to twerk and then <laughs> that conversation turned into how oh because the person was saying how her and her husband went out to dance and she just felt good she hasn't done that in a while so then that conversation about being in the club nowadays is different from when they grew up and it's just like too much it's not it's too much invasion of personal space and people wanting to touch and grind and just be nasty like what happened to like a slow dance waltz or whatever else just like rocking side to side why ass gotta be everywhere and grinding and all this stuff so then the another member started talking about her daughter loving to twerk and then another member mentioned how um her friend's daughter came to her to tell her that she was a stripper. And so my my eye, my ears opened up. I'm like, okay, where is this conversation going? And it wasn't anything negative, but she had said that like the daughter had said that was talking about being a stripper for fun. Um, and she made a comment that was like, she doesn't know it, but she's not doing that for fun. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, explore that in that situation um and I didn't feel harmed by it but um and then afterwards uh one of the art therapists that I work with she had came up to me she was like I just want to check in on you and see if you're okay and I'm like why wouldn't I be okay and she's like you know I just when the conversation about like the sex work came up um I just didn't know how that was going to affect you and I was like you know thank you for thinking of me I I really appreciate that um but I was fine but then that put into perspective that one of the things is like going into my self-consciousness is like there is a very real possibility that a potential client can come across this podcast or come across my online presence on Twitter or whatever else. And that could just like spiral. And that's something that, or even like the job that I have right now, which is, Oh y'all, like I had the revelations. Then today I got slapped in the face with more shit. And I'm just like, again, I'm putting faith in the universe that all of this is a sign and my time is coming. So, um, yeah, it's just like, I want to be authentic and share my experiences because I, multiple things can be true at once and um you know people relate to it and um but at the same time it's just be like it's a lot of worry over my head for multiple reasons um but I'm just going to continue to explore like I said um so then that also leads me into part of the reason I was like no I have to do this episode and that's why I'm still talking because I haven't gotten to one of the other points um we're moving into women's history month and also this what is March 3rd this Sunday is sex worker rights day um so let me pull up my my no what the fuck what the fuck Keisha what the fuck Keisha no what the yo what oh did it close that's crazy I don't even honestly y'all I don't know what is going on with my I did something I don't know what's going on can I look up my history how I do that y'all see I don't what the fuck I could do a split view on the iPad history um no 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 is this picking up from my computer what the fuck okay anyway so uh sex work what did let me see national oh fuck 
Shit, national sex worker or international sex worker starts sex worker rights. Okay. Um, so March 3rd is International Sex Worker Rights Day. Um, and I'll put the links in here, but in 2001, um, over 25,000 sex workers from around the world had gathered in um, India for a festival that was organized by Durbar Malia Saman, Samanwaya. Um, and the Durbar is a Kolkata, send corrections, uh, pronunciations, um, is a Kolkata-based group that translates to the Unstoppable Women's Synthesis Committee. Um, so every year on March 3rd, sex workers and activists organize protests, gatherings, art shows, and lectures across the globe to raise awareness about the human rights and abuses that sex workers face. Um, and because, for all of the reasons that I listed, um, and males can be sex workers too, um, but I always speak from a woman's perspective because that is my identity and that's how I've been moving through this space and that's how I have some, a lot of people have surrounded me, but it's just like that everybody automatically assumes that because I identify as a sex worker that I'm having sex. I'm not having sex with anybody <laughs> besides my partners. Um, and you know, like sometimes I be tempted because for whatever reason, the people out there want to pay me a bag to eat my ass. And I'd be like, yo, I could use it. But that's not what I'm doing. That's not why I got into it. And it's not a shot to any full service sex worker. Um, so what constitutes as a sex worker? And I think within any community, um, ethnicity, uh, lines of work, or what, there's always going to be like, okay, this is what this is. But then there's internal dialogue. Oh, you don't count as black enough. You don't count as woman enough. You don't count as man enough. You don't count as a sex worker enough or whatever the case may be. Um, but this other article that I am going to put in, it says, what do they say specifically? Um, historically, this isn't exactly. Okay. So um, historically, sex work has been contributed to or been um, considered uh prostitutes and I'm saying prostitution or prostitutes because that is the original um word but as time has changed we've transitioned to sex worker and so then with sex worker it's an umbrella term there's so many other things so this now I'm reading from the article for some prostitution purists only direct full service sex workers make the cut while for others, this may include or exclude various other sex industry professionals, such as porn actors, cam girls, phone sex operators, professional dominatrix, um, strippers, nude models, burlesque dancers, and any combination thereof. Um, there have been some debates in this article is talking about how some Hooters employees um, should be considered sex workers. Um, and that's really important to note because at the end of the, I don't know if I would say that um, a Hooters worker is a sex worker, but I see it because you're selling wings in this outfit as part of the uniform. Like the whole Hooters, Hooters thing has been controversial for many years. But how I would say 
a sex worker. A sex worker is anybody that is selling the fantasy, the idea, or working within the sex realm. And another converse, like to to deepen, you know, it's always some community of like everybody's trying to prove themselves and discredit the other person. Um, there's a lot of people who want to be professional dominatrixes but don't want to identify as a sex worker. But it's like you are still at risk like if you are in a pro dom session and a sub all of a sudden it switches and the sub is now attacking you or whatever your safety is compromised you can't really go to the police and say this happened because now they're looking at you like oh you was selling pussy when it was never even I was never given none but that's what they assume like they automatically like whatever happened to you is justified because you're a sex worker you shouldn't even be doing that in the first place so there's there's a lot there um and it's like you can't and even with pole dancing there's a lot like pole dancing is rooted from stripping so you can't pole dance and continue to ignore its roots like it started in the strip club a lot of the the pole dancing moves that we have were originated by strippers so they're titled by strippers and um please send corrections to, to um two scrippers one pole but i'm pretty sure like the jade and Aisha, those were strippers please correct me if i'm wrong but i do remember hearing that in a class so it's like you know the jade is a upside down split essentially the aisha is like a um it's uh if i could ex- describe it i would be upside down inverted on the pole with my legs in a v so like straddling imagine sitting down with your legs open and your hands up and down as if you were holding like a, a, a pole now flip that and re- flip that thing and reverse it now i'm upside down with my legs in the air you know i hope you get the visual um so yeah it's just like all of these things are connected there's so much stigma which is what i talk about in next week's episode as well um yeah, so I'm, I'm unpacking a lot. What is the next thing? So this mo- this transitions me into, um, did I say all of the things that I wanted to say? I think I did. And if not, when I actually do go back and listen to this, I'll correct it. Y'all, the sun is up. <laughs> it's been a day. Um, back to my sound effects. We almost there, y'all. Um... Oh, ask mango so one of the questions that i got a couple weeks ago was what is your favorite pole move um and that i had meant to like respond to that in the story um but i i would say i have a weird relationship with pole right now because i haven't been pulling as much and because i haven't been pulling as much i don't do as much like trick work um or strength changing. I'm strength training. I'm really trying to focus on just flow and feeling the music and being present within that moment. Um, but I would say historically speaking, uh, I do enjoy the Jade, which is that upside down split. Um, I would say that once I got my butterfly, oh, y'all couldn't tell me shit. I was on it. Um, like white on rice. Okay. Um, I, I like me a good layback. Um, I'm trying to think of just like moves I go to because that's the thing like I don't I would say if I had to pick one please oh y'all I thought my laptop died I was like Jesus fucking Christ um if I had to pick one I would probably say like 
the jade or butterfly um but yeah then the next question which i've kind of already sprinkled in and answered a little bit um is how has kinked changed how has kink changed my life and when i first got this question it was asked by the same person that asked me what has kink taught you and i was like this is the same question no it's not how has kink changed my life and i've been thinking about this in the past 24 hours and i would say that overall kink has changed my life because i would say that it's been the doorway to help me realize that the possibilities are endless um that there's just like there's so much to be done and uh it's possible it is it is possible and um just really the idea of like pouring into yourself and being accepting and it's it's changed my life because it's brought me closer to spirituality um and have given me opportunities of um all of these uh all of these um damn why can't I think of the word I don't know what I was conversations topics I don't know um open my it's just open my eyes a lot um to being receptive I might have said that I don't know okay um I started looking at this and I was like I took notes another thing that happened during the break was my phone told me I ain't got no fucking space um so yeah I need a new phone that that was that is on my wish tender but I already explained the wish tender so yeah send me some money on one of my clip sites oh speaking of that during the break too I'm really excited I checked my email and I sold a video on mini vids and this is my first time selling a video on mini vids so I'm on night flirt and I'll talk more about this probably in tales of sensual fandom but I'm on night flirt I'm on um mini vids I'm on I want clips and then I'm on loyal fans um and I have now officially made, sold content on all four of those platforms. Um, so that really warms my heart. Uh, and it's, it's a slow process, but it's like, and it's like, you know, I think for most, most of my videos are only like 1313 or 1333, I think. Um, so I'll only profit like 7 to $8 from that or like depending on the website, 6 to $8 from that. But I'd be like, yo, like it's a small win. I don't have on any <laughs> on any of those sites, I don't actually have enough to cash out. Um, but it's still just like it's a, it's a win. Like it's nice to see an email like, oh, this sold. And I'm like, okay, it's many more to come. Um, and mini vids I've been struggling with for a little bit because the people be talking to me on on mini vids asking me about like custom content, and then they just be like, I guess they they just be like oh you too expensive okay well somebody going somebody gonna buy it but you just gave me great idea for content so yeah um what else uh i talked about the cross post and disclosure no space um i kind of didn't finish the like when i told my mom the other day that i was um or not evolving exploring hoodoo and voodoo she gave me a face and then it was just like a lot of the book that I was reading a lot of people like that's the thing that people automatically assume that you're like making voodoo dolls and doing curses and all of that stuff but it's really none of that um so I encourage you to um do the work so I don't have to and research it find out some shit learn something new today um my mom used to always say uh 
fuck what did she say she, she used to usually say it to my brother but um just like go go learn something be smart learn something I don't know I don't remember the exact um and then I was I had listened to the first half of this and um group sharing and I realized why I would be more likely to share it in a group setting than an individual and that's because um as I was making the the artwork for my class all these conversations that I had with other cohort members or what was happening so like one of the things that happened in the the film they're carving into a piece of wood and we none of us were doing wood carving so one of my cohort members she there was like drumming happening in the background of the ceremony so to mimic that she started adding to her process like the way she was painting with her paintbrush mimicking the sounds of the drums so that influenced me when I started working I didn't work with wood but I had my paper and I taped it down to a wood piece and started like I was listening to um music um, African Orisha music, specifically music that's dedicated or centered around Alegua. And um, I was like, and I might've said this in the upcoming episode, but um, matching the beat of the drums or trying my best to match the beat of the drums. Um, and just like little tidbits, the way that I arranged it, a conversation with my supervisor. So um, how I created the piece was group consideration, I would say. So I feel like it's less stakes to share it in a group setting because it, it shows that idea of community. Um, and then one last thing too, another reason why I just fucking love my cohort, the first tar tarot card reading that we did, we had did it that first Wednesday. Um, well, we were trying to do it Tuesday, but everybody forgot their cards. So that Wednesday, I brought my cards. And um, the three cards that my, my cohort member pulled were the full two cups and three cups. And they had told me, that the way that they read it was like the fool is usually looked at as like and they were all upright i believe um the the fool is usually um considered a bad card but the fool really speaks to being curious um and following that that curiosity um and almost in some ways ignorance is bliss and i think that also speaks to the journey of like being a therapist or just journey to self-awareness that like when all of these things aren't really um happening um or not really happening but it's as I mentioned um learning about different diagnoses learning about different processes um there's a lot of internal work that is being done that in some ways has been very painful um and having to put up boundaries and try to explain myself without not coming off as a bitch or an asshole um or this new woke person and it's just like no I'm just trying to heal I'm trying to heal because I've always known and it's shown up in in all the things that I do that I've done that I'm here to help the next person um my purpose is I've always been a helping spirit um and so in order to help, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you have to do that. You have to do that introspection and, and pour into yourself before pouring into anybody else. So the idea of ignorance is bliss, but also maintaining curiosity um, and being 
waking up all of these these traumatic things and exploring the traumatic things and being exposed to other traumatic things and it's like you can continue to do the work but you never know what your trigger is going to be like you can't control the actions of other people and so what are you going to do with when you know like in that instance of being in group the other day and somebody brought up the sex workers that conversation could have went left really quick and could have came very inappropriate in that moment how was I going to handle myself without risking my safety or fucking up the therapeutic relationship because like what if they did have negative things to say about a sex worker and then I got all hot-headed and you don't know this and blah 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 you don't know the reasons why people because some people go into sex work because of survival some people go into sex work because that's what they want to do and for me when I first started it was I was like this fell in my lap I want to do it I want to see what it is and now it has turned into a survival thing for me um and even with that, it's like, okay, this is survival. I know that there could be money if I went this route or if I went this route, but that's not what I want to do. And I'm not knocking anybody. You, your journey in any sex work or not, your journey is your journey. Follow your heart. Follow what, what speaks to you, okay? Because you're the one that has to deal with it and live with it. Um, so yeah, the other two cards, two, cu two of cups and three of cups, um, they were basically just like, you know, water, source of life, that's good flowing energy in cups and the, the idea of community. And, you know, I have community within my cohort, within just like the therapy world. I have community within the sex workers. Even like I was, I, I messaged um, a couple of my sex work friends and it's like my sex work friends, I don't know none of them in person. <laughs> All of them I have met through like, oops, my bad y'all, through like Twitter, um, in different like groups that I've been in but these people I don't know them from a can of paint but they are my girls in my days like I love them so much and um, you know it's just another it 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 shows me again just like you never know who you can meet the possibilities are endless so I'm surrounded by community in so many ways um, vanilla kink work all of that artistically I have artist art artist friends um, yeah it's been it's been great I'm done I'm gonna edit this now so that y'all can um hear it y'all say and make phenomenal choices peace out peace up a town down doom doom Y'all, oh, the other thing I'm manifesting, your bitch is going to see Usher, okay? He's performing on my motherfucking birthday, and I'm in that bitch. Usher, if you're listening to this, or anybody that know Usher, holla at your girl, because me and my girls is VIP. You heard me? All right, y'all.